and we are back. Welcome back to the Drive Through Podcast. It was a sad week this week in the NFL. Um, had some tough games for the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals that we're going to talk about later. So not really in the best spirit right now, but hey, we're definitely going to get through it. Um, but overall in the NFL, you know, there were a lot, a lot of great games this weekend. I think the Patriots showed that, you know, they may be bouncing back as well. Rams just continue to roll. Packers stepping up without having Devontae Adams. Tons of great things happened this week in the NFL. But of course, we got to get it started with the AS North Review. Brandon, let's get into it. Absolutely. So just to reiterate, we had the Ravens on a bye week. Um, and we had the first game we'll head out to out in New York. Bengals 31, Jets 34. Bengals had an 11-point lead with seven minutes to go <laughs> in the fourth quarter and found a way to lose it to a first-time starter. Um, she, didn't make, she didn't make any of the plays we needed to down the stretch. We did make the one play, um, but the problem was we put it in the ref's hands at that point, and that's what you get when you don't play well on the road. So no matter how that turned out, Bengals deserved that one, the L. And then out in, I believe this one was in, was it at Cleveland last week? Yes. Yeah, um, yeah it was in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. We had the Steelers. I guess you can call it a comeback because it was 10 to 3, but the Steelers <laughs> end up scoring a lot of touchdowns to finish the game, and they get the win 15 to 10. Classic AFC North scumbag Steelers football for you. And uh, Steelers are casually above 500, just like they always are. So sounds about right. They really, oh man, it's crazy because it does sound about right. You're talking about that last week. Like the Steelers are always going to be about at least 500. When I getting started, so just go ahead, jumping into that Brown Steelers game. Overall, tons of frustration. Um, don't really know what's going on with OBJ. Uh, I don't know why Baker was playing hurt. He looked all right, but he still looked limited. There was a fourth and one where we could have just done a QB sneak, but obviously he can't do a QB sneak. The Steelers didn't have their field goal kicker. Right, so the Steelers don't have their field goal kicker, and somehow we still lose the game. I thought that was game over right there. You know, it's a huge, you know, in a close game division rival, you would think a field goal kicker would come down to that, but it did not. So not really fi- not really sure how I'm feeling about the Browns moving forward, y'all. I'm really not knowing how I'm feeling. I think when we're talking about how the Browns are at that point in the season where they need to make a difference on their team or they're going to go down a really dark path, and I think we have literally just took the first step down that dark path we were talking about. So I think a loss to Steelers, and I agree, like watching their punter come in and do that tee off or the kickoff and only kick it like 30 <laughs> yards and out of bounds. It's like the Browns got the ball at the 50 every drive the rest really? of this game. Yeah. Did not score touchdowns. The Steelers won't score touchdowns. I think that got to the Browns. They thought they had an easy win at the end of the game and came up short. Just so tragic what the Browns are doing right now. Yeah, I guess just to hop in there, it's just – you know, I understand Baker's hurting and he's going to be limited, but at the end of the day, I just feel like there's too much talent on that offense to only be putting up 10 points, and that's where I would be concerned. If you're not going to get consistent points in this league, it's just you have to score more points than the other team at the end of the day. So I think for both the Steelers and the Browns, they're still very talented, above-average teams. They're both going to need to figure it out on offense to do anything substantial this year. And another pivot point, since the Bengals and Browns both lost last week, this upcoming well, weekend's game is really a crucial point for both. Like, whoever wins this game, feeling really good. Whoever loses this game, really going to have to do some soul searching after this mm-hmm. one. So what happens? <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. What happens to the AFC North if 
the Bengals lose to the Browns, would it be Ravens, Browns, Bengals, Steelers, or would it be because we're we're still two and zero in the AFC North? We would have that. We would be in second because of the division. uh, And then if we win, we're back in first. Yeah, well, I mean, no. If the Ravens go seven and two, though. Or six and two, they'd have one less loss. I don't know. That's a good question. No, Did they play yeah. the Steelers. You, gotta, you, you have to, as long as you win your division, that's where right. all that matters. So, like, you might be, like, if you're, if you guys have the most division wins, then you're gonna be in first in the division. You know, so you're two and zero in the division right now. So you should still be first in the division. But then, if this weekend you lost and you're two and one, if someone else was. I mean, two and one, you'd be tied, but you, no one. Yeah. Else. You're but still but they said two. the Ravens at five and two, and we're five and three. We have a better division record than them, but they're in front of us in the standing. So I think yeah. the yeah. division, if you have the same overall record, then the division games is the second tiebreaker. Mm, makes sense. That makes sense. Because usually, if you have the best Boy, record, the, you point, the AFC North is going to be wild this year. I have no idea. That's the happen. that's the division <laughs> they want to talk about. Yeah, that's the division everyone's talking about. I mean, the AFC and general is just so spread out now i mean the chargers the patriots the Bengals, the browns steelers they're all playing on the same level i feel like the titans the ravens are still playing a little bit more elite we'll see a derrick henry and yeah, but <laughs> i lost them for the year titans are done. i feel like the tight i don't know i feel like the titans uh, they find a way to make it in the playoffs because the colts the jaguars and the texans are all terrible teams in their division those are pretty much guaranteed wins and i don't i think derrick henry is a difference maker but with that being said they can what? still pull off wins sneak in the playoffs what? and then go home and then go home no, you're right you're right home. they they, they for sure in the playoffs you think 36-year-old Adrian Peterson is going to come out there and ball? No, I feel he like he's, he's uh, not going to be the I don't put it past him. I don't put it past him. He doesn't even have those first eight weeks of wear and tear either. Exactly. Yeah. Fresh. Mid-season fresh, you know. But also, I, I think um, – I don't know. I don't know. That's actually, I, I think the Titans are going to make the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Gonna they might just get bounced real And they're going to be holding on for your life at the end of the season. Like, what are you going to do – in the games when you're up now, you can't just hand it to Derrick Henry all game. You know what I mean? Like that's a huge factor. Everyone's game plans for Derrick Henry. Now mm-hmm. it's like, okay, we'll game plan for AJ Brown. AJ Brown, Julio Jones. Julio, who's always hurt. So I mean, I'll take my chances with with Ryan Tannehill. Now we're gonna see if Ryan Tannehill is actually an elite QB. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill's got some, got something to prove. Well, we really pivoted from that. <laughs> I know we did. I was like, oh, <laughs> man, oh crap. all right, back to the answer. Bengals versus the Jets. This game is funny because I saw a stat during the Browns game that like the, the Jets had won the last something games against the Bengals like at home and you know, one of those random ESPN stats. And I was like, could it happen? And I was like, nah. But obviously that game, you know, didn't go out the way you guys wanted to. I caught a little bit of the game, caught the end of it. Obviously that call, I mean, terrible. It's just didn't even give us a chance. It hurts. No, it hurts. We- at the, the end of the day, we put ourselves in that spot. Yeah, yeah, we should have never been there in the first place. It should never came down to that. Hang around, you know? Yeah, it should have been like that call cost them another first down to catch up to us. But no, that call took away our chance to catch up to them. Mm. 
So if it was the other way around, they're gonna, uh, but yeah, we should have never been in that. I mean, Joe Burrow's interception, man. I was so upset because I saw the play and I was like, why are we throwing the ball? We paid Joe Mixon <laughs> so much money. We got all these weapons. We got Uzoma back there, dude, that can just power that offense and take that clock down. Give our defense one more drive if they need it, if we can't go down and kick a field goal at least. And no interception like what was it the second play of that drive we tried to run the it ball was the first play they scored oh. a touchdown made it a five-point game next play tip pass pick next play after that touchdown jets. down three next down play, three conversion jets Jeez, at that point dude. the jets are believing they're like we got it, it. was a brutal no at that point the game's over dude guys. yeah they scored that touchdown the two-point conversion they were I, at that point i was like i'm ready to go get some launch me and cam went and got some mcdonald's after that i was like i'm done Rough I watched it to the very end. I watched him knee that ball, yeah. and it was, it was painful, man. Rough yeah. weekend. What happened with Jamar Chase? Did he not get targets? No, he got a touchdown. He got decent targets, okay. but they're playing. Jamar, everyone's playing double coverage on him now. Yeah, Jamar had had six targets on the game, two drops, four catches. Drop in the end zone. That first yeah. drop that wasn't wasn't it the one where the ball got tipped. Drop. You know, the ball got tipped, didn't it? Yeah, but he was. Open, there was nobody there. Just should have caught it. Your chest and, <laughs> caught it. <laughs> and then he dropped the yeah. touchdown on third and yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's why we lose those yeah, games. Yeah, you can't be doing that. Hey, can't be doing that. You know, it's going to be highs and lows with yeah. the rookie. You know, it's going to be the highs and lows. So. But he did still score a touchdown. He did. You know, they had a really nice play action boo, busted play. Jamar Chase read it right, came back the other side, easy two toe tap you know, outside route, it was easy. So at least he put up a touchdown, you know, if he didn't put up a touchdown, that'd have been like a oof, right. but he's still racking the numbers for rookie yes. of the year. At the, at the end of the day, what I have to say about this game is like the offense wasn't great, but they put up 31. The defense mm-hmm. just needs to tackle and be more aggressive. They just yeah. weren't physical. They just, they yeah. got out physical. The Jets offense just broke tackles and bullied him down the field. And at the end of the day, you know, you're going to lose to any team in the National Football League if you're not, if you don't, not up to the task physically. So, sure, sure. if you would have bounced back, big game this weekend, maybe a little, the kick game. in the ass that we needed to be ready for this game. Who knows? If you told me at the beginning of the single, beginning of the season, the Bengals would be five and three with one loss, bad loss to the Jets, I would probably take that. I think in the moment it sucks, but like this is kind of those losses and, adversity we need going against the browns next week we're gonna need that fire we're gonna need that precision and accuracy each play no penalties you know right. giving joe bro space to throw the ball catching the ball and then we can win the game if we play a good game we win if we go out there and play like the bungles we lose you know it's very simple for us this year yeah we'll see definitely looking forward to that game this weekend as well so Bengals and browns both some losers of this week so now we are going to get into our winners and losers of the week. And to get us started here, I got the Steelers because they did beat on my Browns and they turned their season around, got a division win, you know. So, you know, their season now is looking really bright. The Jets as well. They got a good win. Um, backup QB came in looking great. They got some quarterback controversy. Big win for the Jets. They're another winner. Some of the losers are the Bengals. Obviously, they're riding high. That's That does feel like a step back, but it's a, it's early. It's one little loss. Not a division game either, so I think you guys will be all right. Um, and the Chargers. The Chargers are falling apart. I told you all, the Browns, when we lost to them, I said, the Chargers are not like that. People are like, oh, the Chargers are first. I'm like, they're not like that. Watch that whole game. We fumbled the bag. Loss is a loss. But I knew they weren't really like that. 
Um, so those are my winners and losers of the week. Chargers definitely got to step step it up pretty soon here if they want to compete as well. Um, Andrew, you want to go ahead and give us your winners and losers of the week? Yeah, I'm going to go my biggest winner, probably the Saints over the Buccaneers. I think the energy they came out there with, Jameis in the first quarter, and then their third string, I guess not, second string quarterback now, getting in there and getting good reps in and beating Tampa Bay. Their defense showed out. And then just after the game, seeing Jameis Winston in the locker room celebrating that win, that means so much to that team, especially in a tight division race. My biggest losers, I'm going to give the Bengals and the Browns a dead tie like on this one, just because, you know, we're waiting on the flip for the Ravens and the Steelers to be in the bottom and the Bengals and the Browns to be up top, but we're still not getting there. So I'm giving them the two ties on the loss this week. Okay. I like it. I like it. Brandon? <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm just glad I went last because I'm definitely going to pivot. My winner of the week has got to be the Green Bay Packers. All those dudes they're missing on offense to give the Cardinals the first loss of the year on the road. That's a big one. Um, they are now, you know, instead of being two games out of that first place by, they now have the tiebreaker over the Cardinals. Right. Yeah. They now have that first seed in the NFC. So props mm-hmm. on the Packers for what I think it's seven straight wins. Very impressive. Um, yeah. Losers of the week. These are a little ironic because both of these teams actually won their games, but the injuries they suffered to win these games are brutal. The Saints losing Jameis Winston. I understand Simeon came in and won that game. Bottom line, long term, that's not good. That's not worth it. You don't want Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon as your quarterbacks, you know, mm-hmm. down the stretch, in my opinion. And, and then the Titans True. go from maybe the scariest team in the AFC to first player. All right, now all we got to do is cover those receivers mm-hmm. and, and you, you can beat them. Um, it's as simple as that. The, I think the Derrick Henry loss is that big. I mean, he's. he's He's, he's a one-of-a-kind unicorn player, so those injuries for those teams are just brutal. Did you say the Titans are in first place? They are. What? Titans are in first place. Titans are in first That's crazy. Place. That's why it was like a real big deal. Bills. Yeah, so that was a huge deal. Titans are in first, Las Vegas in second, and then Baltimore's third. Um, yeah, man. So that's definitely heating up. Titans don't know what they're gonna do, but maybe hot take. Adrian Peterson a little resurgence. Never know. <laughs> I mean, that O line can't count it out. But obviously today in the NFL we did have the trade deadline ended today at four o'clock. Did have some moves, not as many last minute moves as maybe some people thought. Like Odo Beckham, you know, didn't get moved. Um, Allen Robinson, Marlon Mack, just name a few players. But we did see mainly the headline, you know, Von Miller going to the Rams. When I saw it at first, I was like, huh? I was like, really? And then I just couldn't believe it. It just doesn't make sense. They have three Hall of Famers in the same defense. Even though their defense is not that good this year. Like ranked 23rd, I think, in the NFL. But I definitely think um, this would definitely help coming up here. Well, I want to definitely hear your thoughts on this trade deadline moves. We got Von Miller, Deshaun Jackson, Odell Beckham not getting moved here. What do you guys think some of the headlines of the trade deadline were? Minus the Rams, who, you know, always are trading in draft picks. Everybody just kind of sat on their hands, and I think that's a little bit surprising. But um, I think that also goes to show there's a fine balance between win now and mortgaging your future. And and these teams really value those draft picks. Like all these AFC teams, pretty much everybody has two losses, three losses right now that's competing. And I just don't think these teams are willing to go all in because they have no idea how it's going to shake out. And they might feel that their rosters are good enough as is, but um, looks like in the NFC with some of those, you know, heavy hitters, like the Rams out there, those teams, you know, one loss teams that are looking really good. 
they're making those moves and they're they're treating their window seriously. So I give the Rams props and there's a handful of teams that I'm kind of just a little bit disappointed and shocked that they didn't go out and make more moves. Yeah. That, I guess that was only the only big move I heard of. Mm-hmm. Definitely quiet compared to what we've seen before. I would say the Vaughn Miller move makes sense from his perspective. He wants to go win a championship while he can. Only plays. He can do that and play with other great defensive players is what the Rams right now. And for the Broncos, like you said, Brandon, it's about, you know, those second and third round picks they're going to pick up. They may be able to get two de- defensive pieces that can set them up for the next four to six years instead right. of Vaughn Miller, who they may have one year left with. Right. So you got to play your cards right. I think it's a win-win. I am a little bit disappointed. I was excited to see some Odell Beckham to the Green Bay Packers news for some draft picks, but it didn't end up Dude, happening today. The that Saints were so excited. Saints were confirmed in talks with the Browns for Odell Beckham. New Orleans wow. Saints confirmed, but they said the asking price was too high. Yeah. Beckham? Yeah, and they said that the money. Oh Odell's still owed, I think, like $8 million, and people were like, no. And the Browns don't want to pay it. So I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm happy it didn't work out. Let's see yeah. it. Let's see it through. Honestly, New Orleans for Odell, I wouldn't want to go there either. I mean, who's throwing you the ball? You know? Yeah, that's true. If I'm Odell, I'm only going to a team with an elite quarterback. Not even like the Chargers. I'm going to go to the Chargers. Packers. I want to, I want to go to a team with a QB who can win the MVP that year. You know, like, that's it. Because at this point in your career, you can't be messing around with like developing people. It's like Randy Moss. He went to the Raiders, fell off. Tom Brady, mm-hmm. you know, over. That season was over. So yeah. Odell Beckham to the yeah. Buccaneers. So we'll see. We'll definitely see. He can definitely try and turn it around here. <laughs> We'd love to see a big performance from Odell coming up here. So now we are going to get into our underrated performers of the week. This week, we, you know, it was a little, eh, a little up and down, but we did still have some people who did surprise us. So first, we have Mike White on the New York Jets. 37 of 45 passing, 405 yards, three touchdowns. He did have two interceptions, though, but he got the win his first game. Next, we have Cole Beasley on the Bills, 10 receptions, 110 yards in the win. No touchdowns, but hey, Cole Beasley going for 110. I mean, it doesn't happen. Cutting up the field. Cutting up the field in the slot. And then last, we have Elijah Mitchell. Huge performance for him. 18 carries, 137 yards, and one touchdown in the win over the Bears. So I will go ahead and just get us kicked off here really quick. And I'm going to have to go with Mike White. I mean, I I really wanted to go with Elijah Mitchell because that's a great performance. But I just think the way Mike White did it, came into the game, no expectations. I think he obviously threw two interceptions. But I'm really only giving it to him because 400 yards is is hard. (laughs) Like, that's really hard to do in a game. So that's for me is under performer of the week. Who wants to go next? Brandon, you want to go? I can hop in. Go ahead, go ahead. So I'm going to follow that, and I will give Mike White his credit, okay? But throwing the two <laughs> interceptions, and that was our defense. I'm telling yeah. you, it was almost like it was fixed. Our defense was just letting them shred underneath routes all game long. I'm going to give mine to Elijah Mitchell because he is underrated. If you would have had this guy on your fantasy team or just watching him go out there and play, no one expected him to do that. 137 yards, 7.6 per carry. That's pretty insane for someone who playing at a lower college, getting their opportunity off the practice squad. So I think it's exciting to see some of them ball out. Oh, oh. 
Yeah, so I do like the Elijah Mitchell pick. The only caveat I have with that is it seems like every other week there's a 49ers running back with a different name that's going for over 100 yards. They just need <laughs> to do that. I don't know what it is, but uh, I'm not knocking the man. I mean, that's the heck of a performance regardless. That does seem to happen a lot. going to have to, unfortunately. Give it to Mike White. Those oh, two exceptions on his stat line were both tip passes. Mm. Um, good plays by the Bengals defenders, um, but it's not he threw one um, to a defender. Um, and I also want to give shout out uh, for the assist on the player of the game to Michael Carter, their running back. 15 mm-hmm. carries, 77 yards, touchdown, nine catches, 95 yards. This man just casually put up like 170 all-purpose yards mm. um, on his way to helping. So I mean, that one-two punch is really what, you know, they were just they were playing in tandem really well. Whenever there wasn't something open, they were dumping it down to Michael Carter and made Mike White look real good. I'll tell you that. You could have scored like 150 points on waiver players this week in fantasy. It's kind of crazy. You could literally go and pick up random players like again. Yeah, they're playing. They're starting. They're all in some hands and then you could have played better than a ton of franchise players. Right. You gotta play your cards right. Oh. Gotta play your cards right. Gotta take risks. And that is what we're doing this week with our parlays of the week. So we are to the best part of the show, guys. We have our parlays of the week. Really excited to see what we got this week. Ready to make some money. Who wants to go first this week? Andrew, Brandon? Go for it, Andrew. Andrew, I'll go ahead and start. So I'm always going to bet on my Bengals against the Browns. Last round. I'm taking minus two and a half by a field goal. Get our field goal kicker out there scoring some points. We underutilize them, but don't forget about them. We'll use them. Taking the Los Angeles Chargers at Philadelphia Eagles, minus one and a half. I think that's very generous. Obviously, the Eagles blew out the Lions, but come on now. Justin Herbert's got to bounce back, and one and a half points is too easy to take for the Eagles. And then finally, Green Bay Packers at Kansas City Chiefs money line, minus 102. For some reason, they know something I don't, but based on what we saw against the Cardinals, I don't know why the Chiefs would really stand a strong chance against that Green Bay team. So that's what I'm taking. Odds are $10 for $59 plus $598. All right. I like it. I like it. I like it. Brandon, let's get into it. Yes, sir. So first off, we're going to go with one that some people probably won't like, but I love it. That's Bill's minus 14 at the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know they're 14-point road favorites, and that's a lot of points to be laying, but... My God, guys, Jacksonville's horrible, and, and Buffalo is, is really damn good. So I, I would recommend buying that half point, get it down to 13 and a half. That way, if they win by 14, you're golden. I'm taking the Bills, laying the point. Next game that I got, Arizona Cardinals visiting the 49ers. Even though this team is 7-1, and one, I believe, they are a pick em right now on DraftKings. And if you're going to give me... Even odds to take the Cardinals to beat the 49ers, I'm going to do it. So we're throwing the Cardinals in there. Uh, Another one I like, the Titans visiting the Rams. I know that's not a great value, but this is that just going to give you that extra little juice at the end for that last leg. I'm taking the Rams at home against the Titans. Titans dealing with injuries. Rams looking really good right now. And the last game that I'm adding in here, the Bengals this year have done a horrible job after winning big games of doing well the next week. But you know what they've done really good with this year? Mm. Every time they lose, they go out and they win by double digits the next week. And that's exactly what I'm going to take them to do here. I'm laying the Bengals with the points. And that four-pick parlay right there is going to put you at just over plus 750 So $10 will win you 75 
Wow. I like it. I like it. Okay. Whew, that builds my fourteen and a half. I like it. I like it. I like it more because last week they came off. They look. They kind of struggled against the Dolphins. So I think this week they come out. And they still covered. Right, but they did struggle. So I'm like, this week I think they're gonna try and come out more. I could see them really doing some damage out there. You know what was a bad one this week Mm -hmm. was I think the Rams Texans line was 16 and a half, and the Rams were destroying them in the Texans covered 16. I would be sick to my stomach. Yep. Oh. Yeah, that 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 one. Somebody, I I actually literally mentioned I was watching that uh, with somebody oh. on Sunday, and I literally Gosh, mentioned as soon as they got the twenty two, I was like, somebody is furious right now. <laughs> that is funny. All right, y'all, let's go ahead and wrap it up. We're gonna get into our AFC North predictions. We have a great week of games. We really do. Steelers Monday Night Football. Browns at the Bengals. Who wants to get Angie? Angie, you know what? Get you get us started. I'm like, you want me to get it started? Okay, I'll go ahead. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I agree with Brandon. I took the minus two and a half because I need to win our listeners some money. So I'm being very generous. But I do think the Browns coming to Cincinnati, they put up an early couple scores, okay. but they're not going to be able to keep up with Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, and CJ Ozuma. So I think we go in, we win 31 20. I'm going to take that. And then I'm going to go Steelers against the Bears Monday night football. I'll give it to the Steelers. I'll give them a 17-14 win. Nothing crazy, you know, nothing big wins. Just okay. ugly wins across the board. And then the Ravens. Uh, let's see. Who are the Ravens? The Vikings oh, okay. Really I see that here. Ooh, that should actually be a good game. Um, I see the Vikings just competing still. So I'm going to go close one there. I'm just going to go 24-21 Ravens. 2421. Okay. Yes, I like sir. It. I like I'll, uh, I'll go in reverse order of what Andrew did. So I'll start with the Ravens, Vikings. I like the Ravens coming off a of bye week, regardless of their uh, injuries, just, just being ready. They're, they're too well coached. They're too talented. I got the Ravens winning by about 10. I'm talking 30 20 here, 31 21, something like that. Um, out to that Monday night football games. There's something that tells me that the Steelers are due for a loss. But then I remember in my head that Mike Tomlin has like over an 800 winning percentage in primetime and they're at home. So history just tells me, don't overthink this one, guys. Take the Steelers, whether or not they Mm -hmm. cover. I don't know. I'm thinking it's like 2017, 2014, ugly, low scoring game. Steelers do Steelers things and figure out a way to win. We're going to hop out to Cincinnati. For the Browns versus Bengals, look, I kind of mentioned it earlier. This team, if you pay attention to the trends, you know, like I said, every time they get a big win, they have a letdown. Every time they have a bad loss, they come out and play really well the next week. I really like that to happen. They have a chance to go 3-0 in the division here. Walk into your bye week 6-3 and with wins over everybody in your division feeling really good. I think they're going to come out focused, motivated. And honestly, the Browns offense right now, this is part of the reason I'm saying it. On a typical healthy Browns game, I think this is a three-point game either way, but I don't think the Browns are going to be able to score enough, and I think this game is going to be 30 to 20 Bengals. All right. I got to say, Nick, what do you got? He's not not feeling it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I'm going to go ahead and get it started with Ravens at the Vikings. Obviously, in Lamar, we trust. 
35. Actually, they have Justin Tucker. 38 to 21 Ravens. Pretty big win. 21 is generous as well, but I got the Ravens coming off that bye feeling really good. Steelers and the Bears. Mike Tomlin, Monday Night Football. Nothing else you have to say. I got the Steelers winning a very low scoring game, 17 to 10. Justin Fields late turnover in the game. Then I have the, the oh Lord, the Browns at the Bengals. Whoo, boy, I've been waiting a long time for this game, yo. <laughs> been waiting a long time for this game, nah. I am guaranteeing a Cleveland Browns win. Oh. Guaranteeing a Cleveland Browns win. Oh, no. Thinking of some conditions for the show next week, but I'm guaranteeing oh, a Cleveland Browns win. The Browns oh, are going to bounce back. I got the Browns 27. Oh, the Browns 27, Bengals 24. Let me just stop right there. That's what I got for the game right there, guys. I'm feeling confident, <laughs> guaranteeing the win, riding off to the rest of the season. <sighs> got to finish strong for the Browns, everybody. So, Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for checking out the show today. Next week will definitely be one of our most exciting episodes. We got the Browns Bengals this week. Make sure you check out the pics on Instagram as well. Thank you for tuning in. Good day. Peace.